Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. and welcome to the Trevally Mining Corporation fourth quarter and full year 2020 financials and earnings conference call and webcast. After the speaker remarks, there will be a Q&A session. If you would like to ask a question during that time, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. You may press star 1 at any time during the call to enter the queue. I would also like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded. I would now like to turn the call over to Brendan Greening, Trevally's Chief Financial Officer. You may begin your conference. Thank you, Chris. Good day, everyone, and thanks for taking the time to join the call this morning. Before we get started, I would like to direct your attention to our forward-looking language on slide two. Our discussion today will contain forward-looking information about the company's future performance. Although forward-looking statements are based on what management believes to be reasonable assumptions, actual results may turn out to be different to these forward-looking statements. For a complete discussion of the risks, certain uncertainties and factors which may lead to actual operating and financial results being different from the estimates contained in our forward-looking statements, please refer to our latest MD&A filed on CDAR for the year ended December 31st, 2020. I would also like to mention that this conference call is being recorded and a replay webcast will be available one hour after today's call. In conjunction with this conference call, there is an accompanying PDF presentation available on the events section and the corporate presentation section of Trevally's website under the Investors tab. The link to our live webcast is also on Trevally's website under events. Moving to slide three, the main presenters today are Rickus Greenbig, Trevally's President and CEO, and who will be accompanied by Derek Dupreeze, Trevally's Chief Technology Officer, Technical Officer, mind you, and myself as Trevally's Chief Financial Officer. Rickus, over to you. Thank you, Brendan, and a warm welcome from Rospina in Namibia. Um, starting on slide four, um, the company ended 2020 on a solid footing and is well positioned to take full advantage of the significant opportunities provided by the positive momentum in the zinc market. Despite the multitude of challenges through the year, we successfully modified plans and accelerated Z90 program to reduce our audience sustaining cost per pound of zinc by a full year ahead of the initial schedule. We are on the precipice of accomplishing our goal and are very pleased with our operational results, having safely achieved our production guidance by producing 313 million payable pounds of zinc in 2020 at a C1 cash cost of 90 cents per pound and also the all-in sustaining cost of $1.2 per pound. We also completed an equity raise that was upsized and over-allotted for $26.6 million, which strengthened our balance sheets um, we also um, earmarked some of these proceeds for the restart of Caribou um, and to do some exploration work and some further development opportunities and also to pay down our debt. Specifically, in the fourth quarter, the continued appreciation in the zinc price contributed positively to the revenue as it was up 36% relative to the third quarter at $68.1 million and adjusted EBITDA increased by 79% to $20.1 million. Net debt decreased to $105 million as of the 31st of December 2020 and a further decrease um, at the end of January to $95 million. We are excited about the year ahead. 
We concerned our previous Asia Gardens with the forecast of 330 to 360 million pounds of zinc from our four operations that will generate meaningful cash flow um, at current zinc prices. This expected organic cash flow will considerably strengthen our balance sheet, giving us the opportunity to further pay down debt and create additional flexibility for future funding um, the RP 2.0 project at Rosprina. We continue to be on track to deliver the feasibility study at this, in the second half of this year. Brendan, over to you for the next slide. Thanks, Rickett. Moving to slide five, I wanted to highlight how the operating cash flows of the business were impacted over a very brief period of time in 2020, which led to the sharp increase of the company's debt. At the end of 2019, the company had net debt of $54 million after voluntarily paying down $70 million of debt in the year. With the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic in the first quarter of 2020 and the deterioration to the zinc market, Turali's operating cash flows reduced dramatically. In response, we quickly modified plans, suspended operations at Caribou, and cut capital spending while accelerating our T90 program to reduce our operating cost structure. Operating cash flow was negative for both the first and second quarter of 2020, which led to us drawing down on our credit facility. As the graph highlights, the impact was short-lived and we returned to positive operating cash flow in the third quarter as the zinc price recovered due to a concentrate squeeze as global mining operations were disrupted and demand for zinc refined metal increased. We ended the year having reduced our net down to, debt down to $105 million and ended the month of January 2021 at $95 million in net debt. Looking forward, we expect to generate significant organic cash flow given our plans and the market outlook for zinc, which, as Rick has said, will give us flexibility to pay down debt, support the funding requirements of the RP 2.0 expansion project, as well as other growth initiatives. Derek, back to you. Thank you, Brendan. Turning to slide six, I will step through the operations in detail. Starting with Pekoa, payable zinc production for quarter 4 2020 was 37.2 million pounds due to the average grade reducing to 12% zinc. Modestly below the plan, which makes us come in short of our full year production guidance in Pekoa by 2 million pounds of zinc payable. As a result, C1 cash cost and all in sustaining costs increased and exceeded guidance by 2 cents per pound of zinc payable reduced. Drilling restarted in the third quarter on the T3 deposit which as a reminder lies below the hanging wall of the main lens and has the potential to extend the mine life of Pekoa. This drilling continued in the fourth quarter. We expect the initial results of the drilling program to be available at the end of the first quarter 2021. In addition to the exploration activities related to the T3 deposit and nearby targets, we are in advanced discussions with a potential partner to explore the regional land package that is further filled from the mine. At Rospina, we finished the year by producing 19.4 million pounds of payable zinc in quarter four at an all-in sustaining cost of 78 cents, which was supported by the biannual lead concentrate shipment. We had higher lead production in the quarter at 7 million pounds, which were, we are forecasting will lead to three lead shipments in 2021 compared to the typical two. We are also in advanced discussions on signing a power purchase agreement to purchase solar energy equivalent to 30% of our annual energy consumption which will both lower electricity costs and reduce our greenhouse gas emissions, one of our key sustainability targets. At Santander, zinc production in quarter four was up 26% relative to quarter three as the operation had the benefit of a full quarter of stable production after the temporary shutdown in July. For 2021, we have 
and capital development schedule for the first half of the year, which supports a full year of production from Magistral before we move the operation into an exploration phase. We are currently drilling a deep geophysical anomaly below the defined Magistral and Santanderfite, or which we believe sits between 1,500 to 2,500 meters below surface and could possibly be a porphyry or scarn type mineralization. Lastly, we announced the restart of Caribou in January with an initial two-year mine plan, and we will move to the next slide to talk about it in more detail. Our team has worked diligently to reduce the overall cost structure of the Caribou mine to get us in a position to restart mine operations in a manner that we expect will generate positive cash flow. Our initial two-year plan includes several announcements which are designed to improve the mine's economics including a partnership with Redpath to contract mine, as well as fixed pricing arrangements for approximately 80% of the forecasted gene production over the next two years at a flat rate of $1.25 per pound. Mining activities resumed on February 10, and first ore is expected to be delivered to the surface stockpile tomorrow, February 26. First gene production is expected by the end of March 2021. Looking at it, we will continue to study the potential to extend our initial two-year mine plan, as well as explore further potential in the Bathurst mining camp. Brendan, over to you. Thanks, Derek. On slide eight, I am pleased to report that we have made significant progress on our T90 program, having delivered $35 million of efficiencies for the full year 2020. In Q4, the efficiencies reduced ASIC by approximately $0.09 cents per pound and increased adjusted EBITDA by approximately $7 million. Currently, we have identified $51 million in recurring annualized efficiencies, which is above our T90 target of the $50 million. The success of our T90 program to date, coupled with our scalable operating platform, position us well to advance external growth opportunities. The two graphs on the right-hand side of the slide illustrate the leverage the T90 program has on our business. By achieving our T90 program target, the company has the potential to produce a significant margin above our 90 cents all in sustaining cost. We illustrate the power of this leverage by taking the midpoint of our full year 2021 production guidance of 345 million pounds and applying various zinc prices against it. If you choose, for example, $1.25 a pound, which is close to the current spot price, the margin above T90 is $170 million per annum, or $0.12 cents per Trevally share. These figures consider the hedging that was put in place and exclude certain expenditures as detailed on the slide and there are opportunities for further cash flow generation, including the reset of treatment charges, higher zinc prices, and driving the cost structure lower than the ASIC of 90 cents per pound. Moving to slide nine, the fourth quarter was supported by a higher average zinc price of $1.19 per pound compared to a third quarter number of $1.06 a pound. Revenues were 68.1 million, an increase of 36% relative to the third quarter due to a 12% increase in the zinc price as well as a 15% increase in sales volumes as we increased sales from last quarter and reduced inventory. C1 cash cost of $0.87 cents and ASIC of $0.97 cents per pound in the fourth quarter increased relative to the third quarter for two reasons. The first being higher smelting and refining costs related to higher sales volumes, and reason number two, due to higher freight costs as more shipments were sent to China than Europe. Adjusted EBITDA came in at $20.1 million due to the higher zinc price and higher sales volume. This is a strong and important number for us as our financial covenants related to our credit facilities came back into effect, and I'm pleased to say that we were in full compliance with them. Those same reasons supported the adjusted EBITDA and translated into operating cash flow before working capital of $20.9 million, to which all operations contributed positively. 
Lastly, we had a non-cash impairment charge of $43.6 million at Santander in the fourth quarter due to the revised mine plan which limits production to the end of 2021 before Santander moves back into an exploration phase. On slide 10, I'd like to summarize the hedging we have put in place over the last several months. In total, we have put in place three tranches of hedging. The first tranche of hedging was intended to mitigate against the volatility of adjusted EBITDA in our business to ensure continued compliance to our credit facilities, financial covenants, which came back into effect at the end of the fourth quarter. This hedging consisted of both forward swaps and put options for the period Q4 2020 to the end of Q1 2021. The second tranche extended the hedging program from April to the end of 2021 through a fixed pricing arrangement for approximately 25% of the forecasted production at a price of $1.23 per pound. The third tranche was a discrete business decision attached to the restart of Caribou. In order to protect the investment to restart the operation, we wanted certainty that revenues would be locked in and took advantage of the opportunity to fix price of zinc at $1.25 per pound for 80% of the forecasted zinc production from the mine over the initial two-year mine life. The end result of these hedges is that approximately 40% of our forecasted zinc production in 2021 is fixed at an average price of $1.22 per pound. This provides certainty of cash flows while retaining significant exposure to the zinc price through a majority of our production. Rick, it's back to you. Um, thanks, Brendan. Um, moving to slide 11, where we are looking at the historical zinc price chart. The zinc price as of today sits at $1.28 per pound, up 56% from a low of 86 cents back in March 2020. Well, this is a significant recovery and puts Trevali well into positive free cash flow territory. We expect further price appreciation given the stimulus measures being announced around the world, which is driving demand for commodities, especially base metals that are required for transition to a less carbon-intense economy. Moving to slide 12, we see that where our stocks for refined zinc continues to be depressed and modestly decreased relative to the third quarter by 30,000 tons to 231,000 tons for an estimated six days of global consumption. This inventory level remains well below historical averages of approximately 18 days and can easily reduce in the short term due to ongoing global mine production issues related to COVID-19 pandemic that continues to persevere. Upstream in the zinc market, the spot treatment charges continues its decreasing trend, having averaged $70 per ton for the month of January. These trending spot ETs feed directly into the annual negotiation between miners and smelters, which will set the benchmark price for 2021. Industry experts have been calling for a 2021 benchmark treatment charge of anywhere between $150 and $250 per ton, with many calling for below $200 which is what we expect. If the benchmark settles at $200 a ton, this $100 decrease from 2020 rate of $300 would translate into an increased margin of 10 cents per pound or $34.5 million on an annualized basis when considering the midpoint of our full year guidance in 2021. So a significant boon to our business. We are not involved in these negotiations and do not know exactly when they will conclude. But in previous years, this is additionally concluded between February and March. Once agreed, the annual benchmark will be applied retroactively to January the 1st for all concentrate produced in 2021. Turning to slide 13, um, I will close by saying that Trevali is well positioned to benefit from the zinc bull market. 
In 2020, we successfully modified plans and accelerated C90 program to reduce our all-in sustaining cost per pound of zinc by a full year ahead of the initial schedule and are driving to our target of 90 cents per pound. With this cost structure in place, coupled with the current zinc price, we expect to generate significant free cash flow. The main contributors to, to this include the incremental production from the restart of Caribou, which adds to our other three operations. The hedging we put in place, which locks in revenue. The annual treatment charge resets, further cost reduction efforts driving our all sustaining cost below 90 cents a pound, as well as continued appreciation of the zinc price. This cash flow will lead to the continued reduction of our debt position, strengthening our balance sheet, and will provide flexibility to fund the RP 2.0 expansion and other organic growth initiatives while setting us up to advance external opportunities. We are very excited about the future, and after taking some questions, we will leave you with a short video that visualizes the RP 2.0 expansion project. With that, operator, over to you for questions. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, in order to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Again, that is star 1. To withdraw your question, press the pound or hash key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Our first question comes from a line of Stefan Bionu with Cormark Securities. Your line is open. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Just wanting—I know in the past there was a little, some some discussions on the on the hedging program to to look at uh, lead and silver as well. Is there any more been done on that, or or given where metal prices are today, are, are you happy with the zinc hedge and then sort of your overall hedge? Hi, Stefan. It's great to hear from you. And um, yeah, it's a it's a really good question. Um, you know, I'll just point to the fact that you know we we really deliberately hedged um, the zinc side of our business um, with you know, firstly from a security point of view, making sure we can we can um, get some uh, some of the, the revenues in. Um, and then, you know, some of it, it also just gives us a really strong um, floor price that we can work to. But we still remain ex very um, heavily exposed to the upside. But I will, I'll ask uh, Brendan to maybe just comment on some, some of the other parts of your question. Sure. Yeah, Stefan, thanks for the question. Yeah, with respect to lead and silver, we're, we're still analyzing that. I know we indicated that in our in the in the Caribou restart press release that that's something we're looking at and we're still taking that under consideration. Okay. Okay. Great. And just you know, given you know, 2020 was obviously a, a, a massive and successful sort of rebuild year for you guys. Um, with that behind you now, can you just maybe update us where you are in terms of the, the debt covenants now, in terms of where you stand? Brendan, you want to take that? Yeah, not a problem. Stefan, I think, uh, yeah, our financial covenants came back into to play in Q4 and we're in full mm -hmm. compliance with them. You'll also see that our going concern language uh, that was in our in our uh, previous financial statements in MD&A has, has gone away. Uh, we're very comfortable with our 12-month outlook and, and, and going forward. So uh, we do expect to be in full compliance with our covenants going forward, given where the zinc price is at today and with the hedges in place. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. And again, ladies and gentlemen, to queue for a question, it is star and then one on your telephone keypad. Our next question is from Brian MacArthur with Raymond James. Your line is open. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, just two other questions. Just on hedging, uh, what about the Canadian dollar? And can you remind me what you used in the Canadian dollar for the uh, Caribou restart, please? 
I'm Brendan. So, Brian, are you referring to what our Canadian dollar versus U.S. dollar exchange rate assumption was in the two-year initial plan? Exactly. And then whether you're considering or whether you're considering hedging at all, uh, Canadian dollar to take that volatility out. Yeah, I'd have to get back to you on the exchange rate. I don't have that in front of me. Uh, it, hedging the foreign currency is something that we haven't considered at this time. Okay, great, thanks. And just to be very clear on your page eight, where you nicely show your uh, margin expansion, uh, can you just did you use three hundred dollars uh, TCRC in that slide? So that, as you said, when you get a lower TCR side, that's outside, or did you pick some other? I mean, there's a thing saying there's margin excludes whole bunch of other things, but I'm just want to wonder what TCRC used on that as well, please. Yeah, the TC assumption that we have in there is 225 a ton, and as Rick has spoke to, uh, what we're seeing in the market, the intelligence we're hearing back, you know, it's a lot of whispers here and there, but we, we expect uh, sub 200 at the end of the day once the, the negotiations settle. So there, there's definitely some upside to that. Great, very helpful. And just one final question, um, just at Santander. Uh, you, you know, you talk at your end, it's moving back to exploration. What exactly, uh, I mean, there were obviously some resources before. What, what exactly, have you maybe a little more detail on what that actually means and what you plan to do? Yeah, Brian, and that's a good question. And, and um, you know, we, we, we made it quite clear that uh, we want to mine this full year. We're going to mine out the magistral um, all body, then we're going to go back into into um, an exploration phase. We've identified a number of, of regional targets that we, we, um, we think can, can definitely be quite exciting. Um, we're also negotiating and looking at third-party ore um, that we can, we can process in, in the mold. Um, we still have the pipe um, ore body that we're studying, um, so that, that's a bit further into the future. Um, yeah, and, and um, you know, so we, we look at, um, at all those options. Uh, putting it back into exploration is, is the right thing to do at the end of, at the end of this year. Um, but you know, if we can find a bit of um, third party ore, we might be able to extend it a little bit more. But um, you know, we'll we'll be able to tell you a bit more about that later on. Great, thank you very much for the caller. Very helpful. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. That now concludes the speaking portion of the webcast, and we will close with a video of the RP 2.0 expansion project.
Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.